Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm James, that's Katie, and of course that makes this the 25th episode of Circles and Squares. We've made it, Katie. Is this, what is it, Silver Anniversary? Is that what they call 25? I, I don't know. Very exciting. I, someone called it that, but yeah, holy shit, thanks for sticking with us for so long. <laughs> I know. We got a really fun one planned, I feel. This is an episode I think we've both been looking forward to for like probably 10 episodes or so, so it's been a long time. Um, yes. we are looking forward yeah. to and also like stressing and pulling our hair out over <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a hard exercise so for those of you that that don't know or you're joining us for the first time we actually um have a different show plan than our usual schedule today we are going to be doing a two-part show uh at the start of the show we're going to be talking about some playstation news that's happened uh, there's been i feel so much going on right now with with the uh state of play going on and then and then also the other news that's come out aside from that so we're going to round up some of the news uh, that wasn't in the state of play and then for the second half of the show, we have decided, because it is the 25th episode, that it's time for us to create the definitive list of our top 25 games of all time. But uh, the twist is that it's not each of our individual lists. We're going to be creating a combined list and debating about the placement of games because obviously we have different tastes and all that good stuff. So uh, it should be pretty fun, but we're going to talk about the news first. Um, before we get into any of that, though, I just want to say thank you again for listening uh, through these, all these episodes we've managed to release so far. Of course, if you want to send in listener mail for next time, you can email us at circlesandsquarespod at gmail.com. Uh, send us questions about anything, guys. We love to answer, and, and the ones we've had in so far, we, we like to take these topics and either answer them shortly at the end of the show, or sometimes we do like a whole section on on uh, some of the bigger topics also. So please send your questions in, uh, and you can find us at uh, CNSPod on Twitter with all the links to all of our stuff there but uh why don't we get into our first news story kate which is of course uh the ps plus games for march 2021 so again if you're joining us for the first time usually every month uh kate and i both pick one of the ps plus offerings and, and play it for you guys and give our impressions so this month uh for march we have final fantasy 7 remake farpoint maquette and remnant from the ashes and it's the second month in a row where we have some really 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 strong picks here yeah absolutely ps plus has been just dominating this year i can't believe like like i was shocked that final fantasy made it in especially i i guess like they just put out they're just putting out that dlc so maybe it's kind of like encouraging people to to pick up the game and then purchase that that extra pack that they've got coming but like still that game is not that old and like i imagine it's still selling really well I think so, yeah. And like you said, it's a, it's a great timing with that that DLC coming out and everything. So I know, like, personally, I really enjoyed that game last year, and I can't wait to play the DLC, but I don't think I would pick it this time just because I, like, I played it before, right? But yeah, of course. what you're feeling. It is a I, longer one, so I don't know if yeah, you'd pick it to I'm, get I'm all the way of, through. I'm really yeah, I'm torn on this one because, I mean, Farpoint looks good, but obviously, like, I think it's the VR offering, so... It is, yeah. Um, that doesn't that doesn't really apply for me. But the other three games are all genuinely games that like I've got on my list to play. Like Remnant looks looks really interesting, and I know there's a co-op aspect which uh, which is neat. And Final Fantasy, you know, it's it's just such a big game, and, and it looks fantastic. And then also Maquette, is it Maquette? That's how you pronounce it. I thought it, it was Maquette. I, I I really don't know to be honest. Yeah, I'm not sure, but that it's game the double looks- T. You know, the double T is like an et. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, that game looks like really interesting, really creative. So I I want to play all of them. My concern is, do I have time to the time I want to dedicate to? That is the question. To any of these one games. So Makita 
applies to or maquette applies <laughs> i don't know this is all this is worse than concrete jungle i can't I, I say that <laughs> it's one impossible either. it's impossible um but that one appeals to me the most because i know like okay you could sit down maybe in a couple afternoons and, and crank it out yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's my go-to pick i think but also like remnant really uh, yeah yeah really stands out it's like oh you know give myself the push maybe i maybe i finish the hero um spoilers for a future episode uh and then <laughs> i can want to remnant so that's true. I, uh, I I mean, those two are the two I'm going for also. Obviously, PSVR mm-hmm. is out of the picture, and I've already talked about Final Fantasy on the show quite a bit. So uh, I, I will, I'll, I'm just going to take whichever of those you don't, don't pick, basically. Okay. And I'm happy well, with either I, one, because like you said, they both look good. I, I think I'll take Remnant, uh, but with the little ac- or like asterisk on the end that I might also play if I have time. It's even better. lovely. A lovely puzzle game, which uh, shall not be named, but you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) The one with the M. There you go. All right. Well, those are our picks for PS Plus. We'll get back to you guys next episode on our thoughts on those games. But for now, we'll move to our next news story, which is that some confirmed that there's going to be a PSVR 2, which is really exciting. Um, We didn't actually really have confirmation of this up until a few days ago when they kind of came out and said, yes, they are working on a new PSVR system. Uh, So that's that's pretty exciting for me. I've I mean, I, I've not really dabbled into PSVR too much, and and I'm kind of at the point now where where it's like you know to play the PSVR on the PS5, you need that special dongle to make it hook up, and and it's been out for long enough now that that it's like, is it really worth investing this late? And I'm kind of just in the mood to to wait for the next thing at this point. So it's nice to to know it's going to be coming and and like purposely made for the PS5. Um, unfortunately, I think it still is going to have a wire, so it's not going to be a, a full wireless headset, which is what I'd really mm-hmm. be looking for, I think, but. Um, just knowing that they're still dedicating and, and, you know, trying to make some good games and, and push the VR technology is really positive. And I, I'm optimistic that I'll actually maybe get a PSVR too. Yeah. I think it's really neat. Like I, I probably won't, I find it unlikely that I will purchase one just because, um, I don't own, uh, any VR setup, but I have access to like in my, in my group, we've we've got someone who owns one of the Oculus. So I've, I've played a bit of that recently and it's kind of like filled that itch for, for VR and while I really enjoy it and there's some standout phenomenal games, I think it's, it's something that still to me is a little bit like not, I don't want to use the word gimmicky, but like it's, it's, niche. A, it's a thing. Yeah. Niche is the better word. It's niche and it's something I want to play all the time. And it's just every now and again, let's crack out VR and, and, you know, play some, play some Beat Saber. Um, so I enjoy that, and I I think there's like there's definitely been some really neat PlayStation VR titles that would have been nice to have been able to play on on Oculus, which we we don't have access to. But I think like I I think like that's covered enough of of what VR interests me that I don't necessarily like see myself picking up another version of it in the future. But I think that this looks really interesting, and I want to see kind of how it goes, especially with how they've kind of talked about some of the controller integration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point too. Talking about that, there was also a patent filed about the controller, which I mean, we 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 know we've talked before. These patents don't usually turn into too much, but the the patent was saying it's somehow this technology that you can turn any object, or maybe not any object, but you can turn objects around your house into the controllers for this thing. And they're using this example of a banana and like all these 
I don't know. Like, it's, it just seems really weird. I don't know if I'd want to play my games on a banana and like squishing the my fingers in as it gets more intense like, <laughs> in this mushy banana. Yeah. Like I just have these horrible envisionments well, of how I mean, that it, would go. It but. starts out great the first day, but by the time you're like, you know, a couple of days in, you're halfway through the game and your banana's getting a little bit like... <laughs> well, that's the thing. You'd need a new a banana every day. Like it's going to be bruised within a few hours of game you, of playing. You would. Your your produce bill would just skyrocket. Well, well um. the thing is though, you could actually just eat the banana. Like, you know what I mean? You could like multifunctionally. Right. You could still eat them. But yeah, I don't say it's it's a weird pattern. I don't think it's really gonna you come know, to much. What's what what's funny about this though to me is there's a thing, and I don't know if you've seen it, but it's kind of like a trend with like maybe like certain like more difficult games of like people playing them on ridiculous controllers. There was like a video that went around of a guy and he'd like turned a banana into a controller and he like beat Dark Souls on a banana. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> like, that's a real thing someone did. And then um with Hades, someone like beat it use like on a pomegranate. <laughs> Oh, I did see that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's the first thing that this made me think of. And I was like, I wonder if, like, the banana was actually, like, you know, like a reference to, to that or if it's just, you know, that's just a common thing people have in their house and it's yeah, easy I wonder to draw maybe. But I wonder if it's just Sony being seeing, like, seeing some of these videos and, and just being like, you know what, we're, we're, like, so rich we can afford to put out some weird patents. And just in case this, like, weird trend blows up to the point where we might actually want to get involved, we should just patent this now and then forget about it. Uh, yeah, you know, just for that one percent chance where we don't want to get left behind on a big trend, even though it sounds stupid to say that, because like, why would <laughs> why would that become popular? But the Internet is a weird place these days. You know, people are stuck at home. People are going crazy. You never know what might happen with these bananas. Yeah, exactly. This is like a ridiculous, like go viral thing. But I think it's neat. And I think the other thing, too, is like, you know, obviously, this is an interesting spot of news. But just thinking like the actual dual sense itself will be really cool for VR because of all the like tactical feedback that you've got so it's just another like level of a of, like potential immersion to go into yeah. a game so i actually think the vr like the controller of having um the, the dual sense be integrated with vr actually like is one of the kind of like selling points for me for a psvr i think that would be really cool yeah it would especially i i mean i i would imagine they would have some kind of special controller for the vr also like the the one you know single-handed two controller setup Thing, but I, I think a similar setup to that, but with some of the DualSense technology and those new controllers mm-hmm. would be would be really cool, like you said. And then obviously the DualSense itself as well. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, for me, PSVR 2, I'm, I'm interested in it, um, I guess, to summarize. But like you said, it depends on the software, right? I'm, I'm going to need to see some some bigger games come to pull my attention because as cool as Beat Saber is and as cool as like Iron Man VR would be and and Farpoint games like this on PS Plus, like I, I really would like, you know, to get to the point where I have a new you know, spin off of Final Fantasy VII Remake coming to PSVR, for example, some, something like that, you know, like give me some some A tier franchises on there with some some they don't have to be necessarily long games, but just like really cool, even three, four hour experiences that you can have in a different way than just sitting in front of your TV, like with this headset. I think that would be really, really cool, um, especially since Sony mm-hmm. has so many amazing games, right? Like it would be cool to translate some of those over to the VR. Um, we'll have to wait and see, though, I guess. Uh, let's move along to more PlayStation games coming to another platform, though, Kate. We have a story. Um, they're moving more PlayStation games to the PC. Um, we saw, what was it last year? Horizon Zero Dawn, right? And then, um, oh, the delivery game with mm-hmm. all the boxes and, and uh, whatever that one's called. I forget. Um, <laughs> the ladder game. Um, <laughs> the ladder Death game. Stranding. Death Stranding. The balancing ladder <laughs> yeah, walking man. game. Hansen. Yeah, Mailman. So, so those mm-hmm. were the two on the PC. Um, PlayStation has announced uh, a couple days ago that Days Gone is also coming to PC. Um I, I think that makes sense as a choice, honestly. It's it's kind of one of those exclusives that is a good game, but kind of gets overshadowed by 
some of the more heavy hitters. So it seems like a logical one maybe to put on there, get people interested and say, yeah, like, well, I I, you know, I really enjoyed this game. How how good are these people saying like these other ones are actually better than this? Maybe I should buy a PlayStation, you know, um, come in that way. But and I, I, I think, too, we, we spoke about our, our predictions for, for the year. You said um, you'd mentioned games going to to PC and you, you mentioned Bloodborne, bless your heart. Um, but uh, <laughs> One of the reasons that you'd pick that game over something, I think your initial pick, you'd considered God of War, but you thought that like, that's too quintessential to PlayStation's brand. Like Kratos as a character is like, you know, reaching like mascot status almost. Exactly, yeah. So Days, Days Gone kind of works well in that sense where like it wasn't exclusive, but it's not really like tied to the identity of, of PlayStation. It was just sort of like, a new IP, like a one-off game. And, and so like translating that into another platform kind of works because it's like, you know, expanding the audience. It's great. More people are, are going to have access to it, but it's also like, it's not really something that um, you, you specifically tie to PlayStation. So I, I think it's, you um, don't lose that sort of exclusivity sort of feeling that PlayStation's yeah. trying to cultivate. I agree. And, and also I think it actually might be a good way for days gone to succeed also because on the PlayStation, it's up against all those other games. Whereas on PC, like, yeah, sure, there's some really good games on PC also, but it's almost like a, a lot of Sony's kind of these third-person actions type of stuff has a lot of similarities. So maybe there's actually less competition in that space on the PC and instead of being compared to, like, Sony's whole first-party library on the, P on the PS5 and PS4, you know? I, I don't know if that's even true. That's just me kind of spitballing. But um, either way, <laughs> hope it succeeds. People can get into these PlayStation yeah. games in different ways. That's awesome. Um, we have two more stories, Kate. We've got a lot of news today. Jeez. Um, mm -hmm. So the Japan studio, bless their hearts, they make Astrobot, of course. Um, they're reshuffling their, <laughs> their resources, I guess you could say. Um, it seems like they're basically uh, shutting down all the wings of the studio aside from uh, Team Asobi, which is the Astrobot team. And they're, I, I don't think they're actually laying off any employees, which is good. It's more so that they're just reassigning them to different roles within uh, Sony PlayStation Studios. Um, globally so I, I think that's pretty interesting news um kind of double-edged though right it's always sad to see a studio close especially one that's been around for as long as japan studio but at the same time uh I, I, they don't really make a lot of original games they're more like that studio that kind of supports other ones like they're in on bloodborne but they, they're not the main developer you know and they're yeah in on... i think they kind of like publish a lot of stuff because mm -hmm. bloodborne was the first thing my my mind went to and i thought of japan studio but yeah i mean obviously from makes makes that game and japan studio just publishes it so um yeah i guess in in that sense it's you know just a redistribution it, it might not really change too much of actual products but they definitely make games and like astro is is i'm glad that that studio is still like you know able to work on something because we'd we'd said like after um how much we love the little the little playroom that came with ps5 it'd be nice to have a full a full title do you think this is indication or another full that? title i don't know I, th I think they're definitely working on something right otherwise why would would they not have been redistributed i wonder if maybe it's a um a title to come with ps vr that's what i was thinking psvr2 like a full yeah. astrobot playroom 2 on psvr2 it kind of lines up with that announcement mm -hmm. probably would take you know a little bit of time to make that might might line up nicely you know or Ultimately, I, th I think even better, the better solution would even be like a full Astro's Playroom type thing on the PS5, just similar to like a, any 3D Mario. Like that would be awesome. 
I would I would hope for that one day. And I feel like this is indication we might get that. Um, even if it's like not the next game coming from Asobi, like if, if the next one continues to be a success, I think by that time they'll be forced to to give us to give us that kind of full experience. <laughs> they'll be forced to. We won't leave <laughs> until you do it. <laughs> no, but I mean it's getting more popular every time, right? Like people people really like Astrobot. Like like we love Astrobot. We've only played one game <laughs> really with this character and, and you know, he's kind of won us over like that. So I'm sure a lot of people are in that boat and you know, I I think it's only good news for for Astrobot specifically. Um, the yeah, absolutely. I think Astro's an absolute joy, and I would love to see like a Mario Odyssey kind of style style game with him. But uh, yeah, we'll have to wait, wait and see. see. I, I think VR is the safe call for it for sure. Uh, well, our last story is also a very heartwarming. Well, I, I shouldn't say also that Japan Studio ones like mixed mixed feelings. But uh, to end on a, on a very positive story. Um, Ghost of Tsushima developers have been made permanent ambassadors of the real life Tsushima Island, Kate. And this is like, I think you, you found this this morning and it's the game, the game director, Nate Fox, creative director, Jason Connell, um, are permanent tourism ambassadors now for the city of Tsushima in Nagasaki, Nagasaki. I don't know how to say that. Um, either way, this is like mega cool news. I can't believe that an actual, like a video game and the people making a video game have been recognized by a country <laughs> that their game was like this cool and significant to to give them this kind of honorary title like that's awesome good for you guys yeah it it's so heartwarming like there's such a wholesome story and like i it makes me so happy like i think it's really nice to acknowledge that like you know these things like games and and even like media movies books whatever they really become kind of part of like a cultural identity and they're a big part of people's lives and they're very influential and i imagine like you know me I, I'm including myself in this, like Japan's been somewhere that's been high on my travel list just to begin with. But like after having played Tsushima, like it, it's somewhere I, I would want to add on because I, I just loved experiencing the environment and, and the world and the game. And like, it'd be really cool to go and see like kind of what the inspiration was. Um, so I, I think that's awesome. Like I, I imagine that it was, you know, good for their tourism. And the other thing too is, I don't know if you remember, but back in January, um, fans of, of the game helped raise money to rebuild a shrine on the island yeah they're a big part of the game so they kind of like crowdfunded it and they rebuilt the shrine that had collapsed i think it was from like a typhoon or, or some kind of um natural cause and so they raised enough money and, and they then they did it so that was sort of tied to the game as well so i i wonder if like maybe that helped in, encourage them becoming ambassadors like they'd already physically done something as well to like help restore uh, mm -hmm. the shrine but mm -hmm. i just think overall like it's just so i love this story it's so heartwarming and can you imagine being one of the one of the devs and like actually receiving that kind of status based know, on I, your work like i don't even think that would be something that's so out of your realm is like you never go into the job as a video game developer expecting any type of like significant award like this or like it's not even an award it's like an accomplishment you know you, you would never go into your career assuming something like that would happen and and I, I don't know, I, I think it just speaks to the passion of the team. Like, obviously, Tsushima itself has recognized this game as being like quite accurate to to what the, the mm -hmm. island is like and like the history of it. Like, it's it's got to be it's got to be right, because they wouldn't recognize some kind of knockoff or cheapening of their history. I, I wouldn't imagine. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's cool that that they're kind of recognizing it. And I, and I feel like Sucker Punch is really like made a name for themselves in a different way with all the Tsushima stuff with the success of the game and and legends being so good and now this like feel good story with this ambassador I, like they're really on on the up you know like <laughs> as, as far as like the uh, 
their their ranking as far as like best studios going forward i, I feel sucker punch is like really on the rise mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, yeah i i completely agree i think i'm i'm all on board i can't wait to see what they do next um i have a feeling they might uh they might show their face a little bit in our upcoming section <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see so we'll uh take a quick break and we will be back get ready everyone for the top 25 games of all time we'll see you in a bit everyone welcome back to the second half of today's show where yes we are going to make our top 25 combined game list of all time um just a disclaimer i think we just set out a couple of rules of how we did this just so everyone understands exactly what's going on so um yeah kate both of us have prepared a list of our personal top 25 favorite games of all time it was incredibly difficult and painstaking to do this um i feel like my list could be the order could be changed of things i could add in some other games that didn't quite make the cut um, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to both, I guess, read our lists out and then kind of find whatever similarities we can and then piece together a a list of a combined, um, list of games that we both love and feel comfortable with the rankings of, um, I guess, is there anything I missed there? Uh, no, I think that's good. I I think the one other stipulation, um, that we went over, which was restricting in, in a certain way was that, um, we couldn't put like a collection of games in one spot. Um, so like if it was game was like a trilogy, you couldn't put the the trilogy you had to put a game individually so that kind of like cut my hopes and dreams a little bit for certain games that yeah no. i know i was just thinking about like that like, it seems cheap then right because if you really yeah. like say mario 64 you can't just put oh the mario 3d all-stars collection because it just happens to have that game and you also get two bonus games with it like you yeah, like mario exactly. 64 right i i think for the purity of the list um that was the correct thing to do but it just 25 was already already felt so limiting that having to <laughs> to kind of like work around that made it it was so tough and like I had so much fun making my list but I feel like every day I went back and like switched something around so like this is my list as of like what is it March 6th today that we're recording so like my list might be slightly different tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> I know I feel the same way so um without further ado Kate I will read you my list and then okay. I would like to hear yours afterwards okay we'll go from okay. there Okay, so first of all, um, honorable mentions that didn't quite make the cut for me. Um, these are games that probably would make the cut if I wake up tomorrow, like you said, and change my mind. But uh, right now, my honorable mentions didn't quite make it. I would like to shout out uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Really like the that mm-hmm. game. The control scheme just is something very unique to games and um, mm-hmm. tells a story really cool. Uh, must play, in my opinion, but didn't quite make it. Um, Portal is an amazing experience, but, you know, uh, can't mm-hmm. have everything in the top 25. Same with Smash Ultimate. Um, I think it might even be higher. I just haven't played it a lot because of the quarantine and the online sucks. So I just don't have a lot of people to mm-hmm. play with. But um, I also put Contra on my list. It's kind of my classic pick as my my retro game that I love the most, I guess. And then finally, mm-hmm. um, Rocket League is did not make the cut for me, which is a bit surprising, um, honestly. But there's just a couple other multiplayer things that I that I picked over it. And I at the end of the day, most of my games are single player stuff. So all right, yeah, so those were my honorable mentions, uh, but let me read you my list now. These are, again, I'm going to read from 25 down up to 1, uh, save the best for last, I guess, but again, keep in mind, they're not really in a perfect order, so this is uh, by no means like a binding mm-hmm. binding uh, order. So number 25, I have Stardew Valley. Uh, 24, mm-hmm. Apex Legends. Number 23, okay. Red Dead Redemption. 
mm-hmm. number 22, Ghost of Tsushima. Number 21, Ratchet and Clank going commando. 20, Spider-Man Miles Morales. 19, Final Fantasy X. 18, Slay the Spire. 17, mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, 16, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Uh, number 15, one. Persona 4 Golden. Uh, 14, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. 13, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. 12, Bloodborne. 11, Phoenix Wright Trials and Tribulations. Number 10, Danganronpa 2 Goodbye Despair. Number 9, Fire Emblem Awakening. Number 8, Mass Effect 2. Number 7, Heavy Rain. Number 6, Pokemon Heart Gold. Number 5, The Last of Us. Number 4, Telltale's The Walking Dead Season 1. Number 3, Paper Mario on the N64. Number 2, God of War 2018. And number 1, obviously, Persona 5 The Royal. (laughs) That was so fun. I I had previously kind of like in my mind guessed on some of your games and I was right in some ways wrong in in other ways and and the orders kind of slipped away on me. But that was that was Mm. such a fun list. Uh, (laughs) I really like it. And I like we I feel like we have an interesting amount of overlap. Good. Okay. Um, Well, let's hear it. Let's see. Okay. So here's here's mine. And again, I'll do it the same way. Same um, asterisk on the end, like subject to change potentially. Um, but my honorable mentions, uh, I'm giving it to the Danganronpa uh, mm-hmm, series. Mm-hmm. It didn't quite make the list, but I love the games. Um, but I felt like part part of what was elevating it to me was that I'm playing it with a friend. Right, so yeah, I, yeah. I'm enjoying it very socially. Um, yeah. So that one's on there. Uh, Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Um, to this day, I think the best horror game I've ever played. Uh, the Fire Emblem series is an honorable mention here. Really? Um, I'm surprised about the series in general. Why is yes. an honor mention? Wow. It's an honor mention, specifically FE6. Um, That's shocking. There we go. Um, my last honorable mention is Into the Breach. I think that is an amazing... Oh, good shout, good shout. That's on my honorable mention for me too. Yeah, it's an amazing, <laughs> uh, amazing game. So uh, 25 up, I've got in the, my final spot is Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. Oh, God. <laughs> 24... <laughs> I know, you're not going to like that one. Um, 24... Guitar Hero World Tour. <laughs> you know what? That almost made my list too. It's like it's like I have a top fifty list personally, and it's like it's like in the thirties. So I, I'm with you. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll get into these. I'll just I'll run through it quickly. I feel like I have so much to say about each game, but we'll we'll just give you the list in, it, in its purity uh, first. So, twenty three Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, twenty two Heavy Rain, twenty one Atlas Reactor, <laughs> twenty Papers Please. 19 uh pokemon red 18 red dead redemption 2 17 phoenix right trials and tribulations oh yeah trials uh, and tribulations <laughs> i like that we both picked exactly that one uh 16 bioshock 15 final fantasy advanced tactics uh 14 is smash ultimate 13 journey 12 god of war 2018 11 ghosts of tsushima uh, and then we're into the top 10 here uh 10 is undertale number nine is your honorable mention of portal <laughs> nice uh eight hollow knight seven hades six is persona five i really wanted that to be spot five but i just couldn't quite make it work <laughs> uh number five is dark souls number four is the banner saga two uh Number three might be a surprising one. It's Bloodborne. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not surprised it's higher because I can imagine what the first two are going to be. 
Well, number two is Divinity, Original Sin 2. And number one, potentially slightly influenced because I'm in, in the middle of it right now, but number one is Sekiro. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, first of all, I would like to say that I forgot about Hades. So <laughs> it would have probably made <laughs> my top 25. To, to slot that in somewhere. It's, you know what? It's okay. We got enough to, enough to worry about. So that's fine. You know, and with our combined list, you know, maybe, maybe you. It works out in your favor. You got to slot something else in, but still get to right. put Hades might, somewhere might high be up good on the, the finalist. So. That's true. So, so let's get to combining these then. All right. So the way that I see it, we have eight combined games here, which both of us have on our list. Um, and I think those ones should be locks to make our combined list, right? So th those are Persona 5 Royal, mm -hmm. uh, God of War 2018, Phoenix Wright, Trials and Tribulations, Bloodborne, FF, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, Tsushima, um, Heavy Rain, and and um, Hades, even though I forgot it, is still on my list. So, so it's like it's like that meme. It's like I feel like I've forgotten something. Like, well, it was really important. You wouldn't you, like you wouldn't have forgotten. And there's like Hades standing out. Yeah, that, that's totally. It's because I it's because I keep a tr uh, list of all the games I beat, right? And then Hades I haven't really technically beaten yet because I've only done like five completions, so it's not on there yet. And so when I was looking through my my list, mm. I, I passed over it. But right. um, you know, because one of our eight blued games are. Um, are is, is technically one of your picks I'll, I'll let you nominate one of your games first so we have eight spots taken okay. up we got to get down to 25 i think we'll just take turns maybe picking the games we want from our list uh to, right. to make the cut so uh, so okay. you go ahead well we got to start at the top obviously um so it's, it's going to be Sekiro. like it i yeah. i have to have it there I, I will be majorly depressed if it doesn't make the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay it's, it's on there don't worry um okay, okay. i'm gonna go with uh i'll do the same as you i'll put persona 5 the royal uh, right got it. There. Oh, it's already on there. Jesus, you I'm cool. so stu I'm, I'm getting confused here. I'm already stressing out, Kate. This is too hard. Um, <laughs> Paul, you're crumbling. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna put uh, Pokemon Heart Gold. Okay, that's fine. I'm I'm happy with Heart Gold on there, and I will concede my Pokemon Red. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually did toy with the idea of doing Gen Two for Pokemon, but I just went with the, the like quintessential, like the classic, my first ever Pokemon yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's really fine. Um. I'm going to slide in Divinity. Yeah, I know Divinity. you haven't played it, but that's fine. it's like that's a goddamn fine. masterpiece. <laughs> that's the thing. It doesn't have to be played. Um, I will go... Oh, man. Um, I'm, I'm just going to get The Last of Us on there. Yeah, that's fair. Be... That's one that probably would have been on my list um, had I just played a little bit more. I'm, I'm partway through it right now, and I'm really enjoying it, but like, I just didn't feel like I could put it on with like the amount that I'd played. Yeah, fair, fair. Uh, I feel like, my, like I'm interested to see like how this list changes over time because I feel like there's so many games where like I know for a fact they're going to be on it, but I just haven't gotten around to playing. Yeah, yet, I, so. I'm so with you on that. Yeah. Um, okay. My one, I'm just, I'm just pulling from the top here. I got to put Banner Saga. Okay. And so that was the game that I, the, the trilogy rule screwed me yes, over because I think yeah. it's an absolute masterpiece, like one, two, three, and they're meant to be played like back to back that all your choices in the story carries through but if i had to pick one and i i think i yeah. think it was two that's fair um, i'm gonna go with mass effect 2 okay that one i'm telling you right now i don't give a <laughs> shit about mass effect <laughs> that's fair that's fair enough um okay um, i'm gonna shoot back i think it's gotta be dark souls okay, i know that like that, that, I, I that, no that will be dark souls yeah that will maybe um my FromSoft is done now. I, I, I don't know. Maybe someone has noticed, but Dark Souls Three wasn't on here. And, and while I would have loved to have included it, I just I didn't think it was quite as hard hitting as 
as the other games and I just needed room for more things. <laughs> well, the spots are so limited, right? And you also have to think that you have to argue their positioning on the list against me, who's not going to be very yes. in favor of like Bloodborne and Dark Souls and Dark Souls 3 and Sekiro being at the top. Like there's no, mm -hmm. there's no way, right? So it's, yeah. In, in the similar vein, I'm going to go for Slay the Spire off of my list because although it's lower <sighs> down, it's one that you also really like. So I think that yeah. I can get it higher. Although my thing with that game is like, I like it, but I also like, it's like, you know, it's, it's like drugs. Like I just, I like it, but like, <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to acknowledge it. Cause like it just eats away your, your life. It does, but it's damn good though. <laughs> it's dangerous. Um, I feel like we're already like running out of space so much. Um, I want to put portal on here. You put it in your honorable, honorable mentions. Yeah. So I think that has a good shot. And I think like, it, it's just, it's such a unique game. I agree. And that's the thing too. Like we're, if we're doing a combined list, it's like, you know, something representative of both of us in a way, even though it wasn't on mine. So that's, that's good. Oh God, this is getting tough now. Um, mm -hmm. I got to put Apex Legends on here. I'm, I'm just like falling more and more in love with this game every time I, I play it at this point. Like it's, it's gotta be. Okay. I respect that. I'm going to throw on Hollow Knight. You have played a little bit of it mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. saw. I liked it too. It's good. You saw some of its beauty. <laughs> Only some. You, you've been saying I gotta get back to that, which I, I well, probably do. yeah. You were like right on the cusp of like getting more of the upgrades and like yeah. really opening the game up, and I, I feel like you stopped at like the worst possible place to stop. But the thing about it though is just because that's when my PS5 arrived. I, I had the Hollow Knight installed yeah. on my PS4, swapped out to the PS5, meant to re-download it, but I got caught up playing like Miles Morales yes. and a bunch of other stuff, and I, you know, just didn't get yeah, back. But of course. Um. All right, it's getting down to it. I got to put Telltale's Walking Dead season one. Um, okay. it's got to be on there. No debate. Okay, that's something I want to eventually get around to. Um, I'm gonna throw on Undertale. Undertale, okay. I have a lot to say about that game. We'll get to gotcha. it. <laughs> so just to update the listeners here, because they cannot see the list, we're working on a list in the background that you guys uh, cannot see. But we have uh, now picked 21 games, and we have four spots left, which means both of us have two more picks, and that's it. Um, right to narrow down. and then so, obviously we're gonna have to order it because exactly you know yeah. it's not fun to well, that's the fun part for. that's the fun part um, right so yeah so think it's wisely here, the games that we're working through yeah think wisely it's uh, uh oh it's my pick first before you i guess you got some time yeah you um, think <laughs> yeah you know I, i've already been thinking though it's it's gonna be paper mario it's okay. it's another mutual pick, right? Like that would be probably yeah. on your list that, if it was much that longer. That is one of my ones that I'm like selfishly glad you put it on because I didn't, but like yeah. it was definitely one that I thought about. So I'm I'm glad that you ate that for us. I I feel like my heart wants me to put Papers Please next, um, because I think that game is, you know, fuck it. I'm yeah, fuck it. Papers, papers, I'm convinced myself. Papers, please. <laughs> All right, there. Paper Mario and Papers, please. Back to back. Perfect. Papers. And now for my last pick. Oh God. Okay. Well, I'm thinking Fire Emblem Awakening is up high on my list, but I don't know Fire if I like it dramatically more than other Fire Emblems, though. You know, like, is it really what I want to be on this list? Then I look right. at other games, and it's like, well, Digimon Cyber Sleuth. I, I really enjoyed Cyber Sleuth as well, so I would you be happy it. with both of those picks. I yeah, like, yeah. But then it gets both more interesting too. It's like, do I want to fight for the original Red Dead Redemption, which is a game that I really liked, and I know I you also, really liked it. Also, really liked that game. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then there's Mario Kart Eight, where I'm the world champion, best player ever. <laughs> um, 
man, I don't know. Um, and then there's Paper Mario Thousand Year Door too, which I, I'm leaning against that one just because we already have the N64 game on there. Um, yeah. Damn. And then there's Danganronpa as well. But considering that we have Phoenix Wright on here already, I don't know if I want to kind of visual also, novel-y. I think that, that, that number two is not the best Danganronpa. Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> I, I think it is. I, I'll debate you on that later. I know, on, I know. On another episode, maybe. We'll see. And um, um, the friend I'm playing with also would, would potentially pick two. But mm-hmm, I, I don't... Mm-hmm. I think two is is not wouldn't be my pick. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna go with except for Grape House. Love Grape House. And then there's Stardew Valley sitting there at 25 on my list. I'm like, damn, I love Stardew Valley. I played like, so much <laughs> of that. Um, That's you know what? I'm over about this kind of thing. Like, it's so hard to quantify. Like, how do you compare something like Stardew Valley to something like like The Last of Us? Right? Like, they're just yeah, so exactly. drastically different. Exactly. Um, you know, at this point. I'm going to go Spider-Man Miles Morales. Okay. And I'm interested that you picked that and not... Um, of the original? The last Spider-Man game, the one before. Because Miles Morales is kind of like a smaller package, so... It was, but I, I think like looking back and reflecting on them both, it, the smaller package was actually kind of nicer. And, and the combat right. was more evolved. Like, I mean, there's, okay. well, I'll get into it when we talk about it. Okay. What's your, what's your last um, pick? My last pick uh, is going to be one for both of us. I think I'm going to put Smash Ultimate on there. Um, It is the definitive Smash, but also kind of like for our history of all the way back to N64. I think Smash has been a big lifelong game. True. Okay. Um, So, Kate, would you like the honor of reading out uh, to everyone just to keep everyone in the loop? uh, The final 25 games that we are going to have to struggle to, to rank at this point. Yes. Okay. So the 25 games that we will be ranking between are Persona 5 Royal. God of War 2018, Phoenix Wright, Trials and Tribulations, uh, Bloodborne, Final Fantasy Advance, or Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Heavy Rain, Hades, Sekiro, Pokemon Heart Gold, Divinity Original Sin 2, uh, The Last of Us, Banner Saga 2, Mass Effect 2, a lot of twos on here. A lot of twos. (laughs) Um, Dark Souls. Slay the Spire, Portal, Apex Legends, Hollow Knight, Telltale's The Walking Dead first season, Undertale, Paper Mario, Papers, please. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta say it like that. Um, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and then last but potentially not least, uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, so I guess I think what we're going to do now just to try to organize it and make this a little bit less chaotic, uh, is we're going to go through and kind of just pick out the couple games that we think collectively are like, they're definitely going to be in the top. Mm-hmm. Few yeah. Cause there's like some, there's... so obviously that we're going to argue for, right. There's no sense yeah. like, leaving certain ones on the list. Like, okay. I'll, I'll just go, exactly. I guess for mine, like Persona 5, the Royal, I'm, uh, there's no way I'm not putting it like near the top. I'm just going to move. Yeah, it Yeah, exactly. Now. And I, I had persona 5 in my top 10 as well so i think that's yeah. a really safe okay i'm just gonna put a them, really safe yeah. one yeah that sounds good um so persona i think that you're gonna want divinity obviously absolutely, and sekiro there i'll put both of those at the top yeah for you. divinity and sekiro i think you're gonna be up there um i think god of war is probably gonna be really high because we both had that okay. uh in really high contention that's on our true. list that's true and okay. i think oh i think shishima is kind of in the same position as well I agree. And the only other one I'm going to toss it there before we get too, too caught up in this is um, uh, Hades, I think. Okay. I should be near the top as well. 
Do well, think... I don't know. Let's maybe we'll leave that down. Maybe we shouldn't get too antsy about this. Let's calm down. Do you think maybe Bloodborne would make it too? Well, that de- you know, Bloodborne's <laughs> going to depend on where the other Souls games get ranked, Kate. So I'm not prepared to put right. it right at the top. Okay, but that is your favorite one, right? So... It is, but relative to what else is coming up on the list, I don't know how I can justify. Sure. It. Okay, you know, okay. You know I mean? we'll, we'll figure it out later. We'll let that we'll simmer. For, let me, for now. Uh, yeah. All right, so so I guess yeah, we'll stick with uh, Persona Five Royal, uh, Divinity, Sekiro, uh, God of War, and Tsushima at the top. Leave those out for later. Um, Kate, we got to start at the bottom though. You know, like these are all games that we really, really like. We love them, you know. But something's got to be at the bottom of this list. And I, I would personally like to invite you if you'd like to make a suggestion of what you'd like, and then we'll go from there. And this is this okay. is like my amends for again uh, taking advantage of the fact that you put Hades on your list and I didn't. I'm just trying to really make that <laughs> up to you. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. That's fair. I'm looking at these lists and like genuinely like. I just want to emphasize like how great all these games are, right? Twenty five is not a spot to scoff at um, on this list. Like there are so many up, that, talking up the spot twenty five, so you can put one of my games there now, probably. Yeah, fuck Mass Effect. Mass Effect, <laughs> you're crazy if you think I'm putting I, Mass Effect two at twenty five. You know, no, I, I'm I'm mostly joking. I I have a lot of respect <laughs> for the Mass Effect series. I just I'm not a I'm not a big fan of it personally. It's it's mostly the setting that puts me off. And mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. I went back to play the first game, it just it was quite dated at the time. And I I think it's one of those ones that um I totally understand why people are are into it, but uh it just mm. it doesn't quite work for me. Um I think maybe at the bottom has got to be something like Slay the Spire, mm. which okay, is funny because well, it's a yeah. game that I really like as well. But I think part of what makes Slay the Spire so I feel like it's more of like an addicting game versus like a quality and substance thing like and that's not to say it's bad I think Slay the Spire is a fantastic game I think it's you know one of the best like deck building games out there in in the genre and I I think like you know there's so many times I get an urge to play that style of a game but I think that like it's just hard to compete with some of these other like really massive titles. And I think a lot of the time when I played Slay the Spire, it was because like I was watching TV and I wanted something to do like at the same time that mm. I could just sort of like casually like have going, but not really have to like focus on too much. Whereas like yeah. a lot of these other games, it's like, you know, I'd think about it all day and sit down and then like play all evening and like was just a little bit higher level of investment. That's interesting, though, because Slay the Spire to me, like, I, I agree. I'm not going to argue that it's going to be super, super high on the list, but because it's one of, one of those things like I, I played like 50 hours over the span of three weeks or something, and then I haven't really mm-hmm. picked it up since. So I can't yeah. say that it's like super, super high on my list, but there's also something to be said for a game that can do that to you and make you yeah. want to play that much. And I, just the synergy of the cards and all, the way the game works, it's like so much different than those other more like PvP deck building things, especially the ones that you need to buy packs and updates and stuff. Like, I really like the self-contained nature of Spire, but... Um, yeah, I... Hmm. I, and I agree, and that's the same way I played it too. And like you're right that it is like that is a there is an accolade to like play so much in a given time. But I almost feel like I was more like weirdly addicted to it as opposed to like really like right, engrossed right, right. and invested in the game. So like mm. it, it's the one on my list that I feel like I I enjoyed so much when I played, but like don't really look back on quite as mm. as fondly. I guess. Okay, well, I don't I was know. Suggest... Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just having trouble like accepting that that I am not responsible enough to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I I see where you're coming from. I like 
I like the pick to be low. I I, mm-hmm. I would argue that Papers Please should actually be at the very bottom, um, because this is a game I played a lot too. Like I've I went through it a few times. Like I I I think that I you know pretty experienced with it, and I think that it's a very funny game. It's very quirky. It has it's very unique. There's nothing else really like it, and I love the management of like you're working this horrible job and you're barely making ends meet and your family's sick at home and you can't afford to pay for food and power and what are you going to do you know it's, it's really really interesting when you when you're playing it but it's along exactly what you just said by slay the spire like after i beat it those couple run the couple like times i played it mm-hmm. you know when it first came out i kind of beat it went through again died you know and i i don't have any desire to go back and play papers please again you know like it's it's kind of a little bit one note in in that way like slay the spire you can build different decks and get a lot more out of it papers please i think is a, is a little bit more you know it's a short really really interesting experience and i would recommend anyone go play it but i don't know if i necessarily have this burning passion to advocate for it that much either i guess so i think what what puts it higher for for me is like it left more of a lasting impression on mm. me like i agree i wouldn't necessarily go back and play it again but it's something that like I feel like gave me such a unique experience and made me look at games a little bit differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it had more of like a heart and a soul than a lot of a lot of games that are like, oh, that was really fun. Like the ga- controls felt great. Like technically it was really good. Like it was a great action game, but then it's like, you know, like it doesn't stick with you. Whereas Papers, Please was like, wow, that was really emotional. And like, it mm-hmm. made me really yeah. like, contemplate things. And, and so like, I, I think like, I put it there kind of and and it sort of to me is representing a lot of other games like Journey uh and those kind of like experience style games. Mm-hmm. So I you know what I, I, don't I, know, I, I um, for it a little more. We're low down on the list, Kate. I'm not feeling yeah. too impassioned yet. I've I've got to save my arguments and my brownie points for some other stuff on this list, which mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna have to fight hard as hell to get. <laughs> higher than they should be so i'm gonna i'll i'll agree uh slay the spire in 25 if are you cool with papers please at 24 um i mean let's let or or i would like if you're gonna put my slay the spire at the bottom i think that you need to sacrifice something here um to make me to make me completely okay because to me like papers please is quite a clear um right straggler in this on this list oh i've won but at what cost (laughs) yeah i mean like that's that's what i would say like personally right well i think like Let's let's just right now instead of having a lock in specifically, let's just yeah. put like those like let's we put can, them like they're best, they're gonna be at the bottom, yeah. right? This like, is hypothetical. As nothing's locked in yet, we can move anything around yeah. at any time. Slay the spire yeah, could we'll end up at number two later on. Who knows? Kind of low. Well, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I would never kind want of that. Low. Let's 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 agree that papers, please. Um, slay the spire are gonna be kind of down at the bottom. Okay. Sure. Um, and, anything else you think could be really low? Maybe let's just toss a few names out there. I would say and... maybe Apex is a little bit low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it it was twenty four on your list, so I think you already put it quite low. I agree. Uh, yeah, it didn't make my list. So. I agree. And a lot of what I like about Apex is, I mean, the game is phenomenal. I think it's probably my favorite controlling shooter of that I've ever played. Like, I, I just plays like a dream. I love the character abilities. Um, mm-hmm. They have amazing world building, like the lore of the, of the world and the kind of the similar to um overwatch with with their um lore videos and kind of backstories apex has all that kind of stuff as well and just the synergy mm-hmm. of the abilities and, and everything about the game and let alone the, the fact that it's let me hang out with my friends over um you know the, mm-hmm. the pandemic is is maybe not a f- indicator of like how good the game is but but um yeah I, I mean i'm happy putting it lower for that reason too um yeah I, i've got other things to fight for like i said so i'm i'm happy yeah. with apex at lower down maybe i'll slot it in at 23 if you want 
Um, I think I'm okay with that. I I would like to have a difficult conversation with you, though. Um, Okay. We might be getting a bit ahead of ourselves. I'm not suggesting this has to be at 22. But Uh um, I think there has to be a Souls game in the bottom near the bottom yeah. here and i'll tell you why kate because if you're gonna get sekiro like in that locked in kind of tier at the top yeah you already have uh bloodborne on here as well which i'm gonna be pretty generous with i love bloodborne people know that mm-hmm. um but i don't know if i can justify having three fronts from soft games anywhere near the top of the list like can, considering how many things i love can um, i make a compromise and say if yeah. we're gonna put one lower it's hollow knight that's not a souls so, game it's a souls it's it, it it's emulating souls games it's no yeah but genre, that's different right like it's in the same genre and i would i would say that like as much as i love hollow knight it is i would put it underneath um something like bloodborne or dark souls like it's just a little bit like of a smaller experience and it is it is maybe more of like a slightly artistic rendition of that kind of a game and it is fantastic but it just doesn't quite Okay. Elevate okay. itself mm. in the same way that a, that a Souls game does for me. What are you willing to do for me to make me agree to that? Because honestly, like, that's a tough sell, man. That's really tough <laughs> to to put well, like three of these I kind think, of games. Let's put it this way: it's like, you, sure, they all come from the same developer, right? Like, I have three yeah. games from from Soft Studios on here. But if you think about it, it's like you could argue that like they're like you know hollow knight is the same it's in the same genre right it's an exploration boss oh i totally disagree though it's totally different i mean it's like it's very similar right like you can get a lot of things like i could have put like you know neo on here and like lords of the fallen yeah but those are third person action games though different things and i think hollow knight is kind of like a like a more bite-sized version of those kind of games Uh, yeah it's interesting this way i'm going to be arguing for them regardless and hollow knight's the one i'm going to argue for the least so it makes okay. sense if i'm putting well, one lower it would be it would be that one true true okay you know what i like like i said i don't expect them to be like the bottom tier but yeah i mean personally i would put apex legends above above probably definitely like secure like to be frank with you sekiro would be not even close to 25 for me like it's <laughs> it's it's going to be it's a miracle if you get that thing anywhere near top five like yeah. <laughs> I, I, understand. Me, so, you know I, mean? I understand mm. i gotta fight for it i understand yeah, completely yeah. but uh, but it's just okay it's, okay uh, i couldn't you know what sure feel comfortable in my own skin if i didn't uh, <laughs> advocate for it okay um you know what I'll, i will agree to put hollow knight at 22 um okay. it's funny if you were I actually might have put Hollow Knight a bit higher, a bit higher? than some other stuff. Um, like, I would advocate Banner Saga should be down here. I don't oh. think Banner Saga is really that good, to be honest. Like, oh. okay, that's harsh. That's harsh. <laughs> that's harsh. I take it back. That's it's harsh. a good game. It's a good game. But honestly, like, Banner Saga, the, the oh, game like does it. not look yeah. pretty. I personally don't that's, like it. That's Art. a subjective thing. I it's subjective. Think I agree. It's really pretty. It's true. But the thing is, like, these games, these games are all, like, you know, amazing games, and you, we have top to get top nitpicky top. with these things because I would—they're all great. You know, like I joke mm-hmm. about Sekiro, but honestly, like even though it's not my thing, like it's a well—it's a very well-made game. It's—it's—I'm not saying it's bad by any means. It's just my the rankings, you know. So, so yeah, it's tough to tough to put in order. But I Hollow Knight, yeah. Do you do you want Hollow Knight at twenty-two then, or like what else would you want to put um, there? I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking like we'll just kind of like segment mm. them like this is like a top yeah. this is kind of near the bottom these are sort of in exactly. the middle oh the order is not not set for sure, out. But, yeah. so yeah we'll put hollow knight kind of down a little bit lower there's two of each down okay. there 
<laughs> yeah, is there is there any of the blue games you feel might belong down in the bottom five? I because I would personally like to propose something to you because we both have two okay. in the bottom five right now. Um, so it'd be nice to get a shared one in there just so we're not you know getting unbalanced or anything. Not that it has to be perfectly balanced, but I would like to propose the Final Fantasy Tactics Advance goes down at twenty one. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. That to me is one of the games that like. I still think it's a great game and still good to go back and play, but part of it is a nostalgia thing. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and for, it moves, it moves me, a bit slow, you know, like there's been, I mean, after playing project triangle strategy, you kind of go back to text advance and you're, you can kind of see the age, you know, and yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia. Yeah. I think it's important that it's on our list because we both love this game so much and spent so many hours playing it. And we spoke about it before on, on one of our first episodes and just, really went into it but but it's a great game i think but it's it's almost in the territory of of an honorable mention you know? yeah i agree i think it's i think it's there and i think um that it is it is something that in in a couple of years if we ever remake this list that might get replaced with project yeah. triangle <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um, i'm gonna say in a similar vein and i i know this is one of one of um the ones that was on your list but i think i almost consider it like a shared game because I had it in sure. a similar way is, is Pokemon yeah. kind of goes mm. in that sort of um, maybe, maybe not like in the lowest five, but like a, a low mid because it, it's, it's yeah. also kind yeah. of like a nostalgia thing. Like, you know, like, are either of us ever going to go back and play heart gold again? Like maybe in, well, maybe in five, 10 years when we have that <laughs> itch, right. And you just kind of yeah, want to yeah. be in the Pokemon universe, but like, it, it's not yeah. going to be one I of our you. top because it's partially a, like a nostalgia thing. See, I would, I would argue that actually next, like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know when we want to reorder these, but if we're just kind of or placing Super them Mario in here for well, now. I was going to say, anyways, I think, I think, um, I don't do nostalgia quite as much. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I do nostalgia much either though. Like the, the older games I have on this list are things I actually would go play today. Like I, ha I have yeah. played them recently enough to, to like not only be looking mm -hmm. at nostalgia, like Heart Gold, like is legitimately a great game in my opinion. Yeah. Um, unlike you know, some of the more recent Pokemon entries. Um, <laughs> um, We've gone into that. <laughs> yeah, my, my um, go check out our Pokemon episode, uh, special guest Mike uh, on there with mm -hmm. us. But I was going to propose to you, Kate, uh, kind of this area would be um, maybe Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, if only because we, we were kind of talking before actually off mic and just kind of saying how it's not necessarily that we love Smash Ultimate. It's just the most recent Smash Bros. game, you know, like... If if before we do this next list, for some reason Nintendo released Smash Bros. Ultimate 2, Smash Bros. Ultimate would instantly be off this list because we just go with the most recent iteration of it. You know, it's not it's not like intrinsically the best. So I don't know if it's really appropriate to rank it very high. Yeah, that that's fair. And also too, like Smash is kind of one of those like, you know, it's like a, a social game as well. And I, I think Smash is incredible, but you're right, it is kind of like mm -hmm. it's it's franchise itself and ultimate is a good example of like the definitive version of of a game series because like you know it's ultimate everyone's here um but yeah it is kind of more just like smash in general is something that exactly yeah yeah for so long and and i think this one's cool too right and it's like you know it's got all the characters it's got like all, all this like representation it's almost like a piece of video game history in a way so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good good pick for there, and and it's, it's a similar reason to why I didn't put Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on my actual games for this list. Right, I put it on my 25, but I didn't 
you know, lower it down to that because it's just, it's not Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that I like. It's just the newest Mario Kart. I, Mario Kart 9 mm -hmm. comes out, I will never play Deluxe again. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. I think that's fair. And I think another one um, to suggest one more that mm, that might be a bit lower and stick with me on it because it's maybe a bit controversial. I would maybe motion to put Phoenix right down here. Um, if only because as much as I love Trials and Tribulations and we both put the same one and that's amazing because there's so many different choices and like we're awesome for picking that. But at the same time, Phoenix Wright, it is the series as a whole that that's the amazing, you know, mm -hmm. the, that's kind of like the the thing we're advocating for here, not just specifically Trials and Tribulations. It was just the one that I picked to represent the series. So it's so, not like I'm really as strong on that as some other stuff. I'm comfortable. Like it was kind of in that area on my list as well. And I, I think like three is great. It sort of wrapped everything up nicely and, you know, just, just iterated that little bit on the mechanics and I, I'm comfortable with, with that yeah. for sure. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm glad we're kind of just chipping away. You know, it's, it's, it's nice to put stuff on the list and, and, mm -hmm. uh, kind of work through it. Um, what about you? Any, any suggestions? I mean, this down here, and least this might be selfish, but I'd put like spider-man and like mm. mass effect and those kind of things like i just i haven't played them i don't have strong feelings towards yeah. them like spider-man looks like it was a really good game but like you put it at 23 on your list like it, it's just sort of like another action game yes i i don't know how much it like it really stands out as opposed to like it's it seems like a good experience and really worthwhile but i don't know if it's like you know something that really like sticks with you more so than a lot of like we have a lot of other action games that are going to be near the top true true okay um all right i i see that and i agree that i i don't think i'm going to push it much higher and if you're kind of debating between mass effect 2 and spider-man miles morales i'm willing to maybe put miles morales down here because i'd like mass effect higher um i think we're approaching territory of a souls game <gasps> because uh -oh. Like, like, realistically, what are you hoping for? Are you hoping to get three games in the top ten? Um, yeah, that's exactly what I'm hoping for. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, wow. Yeah, I could just... That seems fair. Um, I think I'm willing to put Souls down, Dark Souls down here, but I think then you also have to put Mass Effect down here because that's the only game on your list that I actively, like, wouldn't want to play. Okay. I can so agree with that. You're that's putting fair. like that's fair. Like I don't want to play it. I actively don't want to play. That's the only game on here that zero okay. interests me. That's really unfortunate. It's so good, but I can I can respect that. That's, okay. that's how I feel about you I'm know just like play Dark some on here. Like, I, I yeah yeah. It's like I don't know. It's like a big brain like. Mm -hmm. It is. It is so unique, and I understand the idea. Like all three Souls games, like they're similar in a sense, but to me, like. Having played through all of them, I get such a different experience from each one. But yeah. again, it's like one of those things that you gotta you gotta just go in and you play them. And it depends what you're looking for too. Like I know some people play them and they're like, oh, I didn't read any of the items. Like I have no idea what the story was about. But to me, it's like such an influential thing. Like I read posts all the time on the Reddit about people who are like, you know, Dark Souls really spoke to me. Like I suffer with depression, and this game is all about kind of like the atmosphere and the tone and like the subtext is all about like don't go hollow, like you keep mm -hmm. keep trying keep putting your foot forward in there like it, you know it really helped me it gave me a different perspective it changed my life kind of thing and like that is that is like an amazing thing to be able to say about a game and i think so and too so, 
and, I'm, I, and I, I, I would never take that away from the the souls community mm -hmm. like there's a reason these games are revered they're they're awesome games i think the way the game is written as well kind of like it, yeah you know it's, it's alluding it has those things in mind it kind of does have a message something to say um which yeah. is you know maybe a little bit more than something put slay this far at the very bottom like that game's exactly. great but it doesn't really have like something to say exactly I, i'm with you there so so what i've proposed here kind of while we're talking we've got a list we're looking at um, I proposed a Dark Souls sandwich because you want Miles Morales down here as well. So how are you feeling about if we do something around like 16, 17, 18, Mass Effect 2, Dark Souls, Spider-Man, Miles Morales? Mass Effect, Dark Souls, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Okay, let's, let's put that in that grouping for and now, then we'll fine-tune it, sure. Okay, sure. Um, so maybe before we go ahead on getting higher, because we've, we've done like the bottom 10 now, hypothetically, maybe the order will change a bit. Do you think we should maybe finalize the bottom five in a way. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. Just because sure. I think like there's there's no way that a game that we haven't already talked about between all of these is going to go to the bottom now. Right, right. okay, um, so, that makes sense, sure. So I actually am so feeling, and I don't know if you're with me on this, that I actually might put Tactics Advance at 25 because I think that if we were to go back and play all of these, that it would be the, it would seem a bit dated now. And it is the most nostalgic pick, at least on my list. Mm -hmm. so okay. i feel I, like yeah I, I i can agree to that i think that's fine um but then i would say that i think slay the spire needs to go on that 24 spot yeah i agree if we change what we have now and just do tactics at the bottom and then followed by and slay the spire 24 up. papers please 23 apex 22 and then hollow knight 21 i i can get on board with that i think that that seems fair okay so we've got the tentative, like we've got the bottom locked in. We've got the tentative, like low mid. Because yeah, if you 16 if to we, 20, right? In, in groups of five, right? There's the bottom five, there's the low mid five, there's the exact mid, there's top mid, and then the top five. So we'll go to the exact middle of the pack now. Yeah, right. 11 to 15, right? 11 yeah. to 15. And okay. I'm going to say that I think this is where like Pokemon and Portal slide in. Hmm. Would you, because what do you, what do you want higher portal or banner saga? Because I, I, I personally, personally like, just to be frank, I like portal mm -hmm. will get higher based on my willingness to raise it than banner saga, okay. but it depends like, cause I, it's I your like choice too. Your willingness to raise portal. That interests me a lot. Um, banner saga. I, I mean, I put banner saga as four on my actual list. I want this. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I so that's really high up for you. you. Okay. Um, so, but I, I, I would personally put Portal below it, but if, you know, okay, and maybe how, they how, both go in this category, I don't know. What about um, Undertale? Undertale, to me, I, I think can go in this, in this category. Mm -hmm. I think it, it's sort of weird and niche in a lot of ways. Um, but I, I just, I can't get over like how creative and like how interesting the game took the idea of storytelling. And I think it like, it's such a it was made by one guy but it's become such a revolutionary game like it did so many like weird and and um, the pacifist run and, and yeah like it's so neat like there's so much stuff that like you go into it just thinking and i, I think sometimes the internet doesn't do a great job of like you it know really kind doesn't. of experience like it's a little bit like abrasive um some of some of the community aspects to it but it just it's one of those things where you, you go in without expectations and like you just can't you're blown away like it starts out as just kind of like a funny silly goofy game and you're laughing you're like you know this is gonna be a, you know silly romp whatever but it it, it goes it's so really much, heartfelt 
goes it's so heartfelt it's so dark it has so much to say it like really kind of like challenges your idea of like you know like what do you what exactly do you get out of playing games like why are you playing them like you know and it kind of all the shorthand of like this is just what you do in video games but it sort of asks you like well why why do you do that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how do you feel about these characters do you actually like connect with them and then it also is just like a hell of fun game on top of that like the actual like bullet time little like combat segments you do are are so fun yeah amazing like oh it's just it's such a marvelous and like impressive experience yeah, I'm with you. I, I really enjoyed Undertale also. I'm just trying to temperature check you on kind of this where you're at with your yeah. stuff, to be honest. Um, um <laughs> por- to Portal Portal to me is one that that was it was an honorable mention on my list. And Portal I think is something we forget about how amazing it was when it first came out. Because there's been a lot of um like super liminal and all these other puzzle games that are kind of the more first person narrative, like Maquette we just were speaking of um in the in the first section of the show and but Portal, like, I, th- I think it's lost some of its ability to stand out because of those games. And I guess you could argue that it should be lower because of that. But then also on its own merit, Portal was really revolutionary when it first came out with kind of the narrative that that subverted what, what you thought the game was going to be and, and how it wasn't really just a bunch of, you know, sequential puzzles, but it actually had this overarching story and some great characters, despite not really having a lot of dialogue. Um, and the kind of its environmental storytelling, I think, in Portal was very very revolutionary and that's not even talking about you know the physics and the and the puzzles with the portals and and you know it kind of it's platforming mixed with the, the puzzle elements of the game like it, i think it's it's just almost perfect in the way that it was created yeah um, i agree like there's not one aspect of portal that doesn't work or like hinders it in some way like it's like simple but it's so cohesive and i think when we we had that question of um you could go back and like replay a game for the first time i think i put portal as mine because it was just such a, a nice experience. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then obviously, like, you know, like puzzle solving really situates yeah. well for that sense that yeah, like, well, if yeah. you have a puzzle, it's not going to be fun gameplay wise to go back and play it again. Yeah. Um, Man, this yeah, is, I, so we've talked about a lot of games here, but I don't know yeah. where to put them. I want to throw one other game into the kind of ring of this sphere of ranking. Um, mm-hmm. if that's cool with you, which would be Heavy Rain. Um, okay. As much as I love Heavy Rain and I, and I, I mean, it, it was the first game I bought when I got my PS3. Um, you know, it's something I always come back to and I'll defend it because there's a lot of people on the internet that make fun of it and date it. And Quantic Dream is such a controversial studio in a lot of ways, but Heavy Rain to me is, is very special. But at the same time, um, I think that it is dated. Like the con- the controls on it are really weird. Like the way you have to walk around and hold R2. And yeah, I don't know ones- how high we're going to get it, you know? Yeah, I agree. Some of the segments are kind of clunky. Like you watched me play that game. It was so much fun yeah. when we went but i remember there were a couple times like that it was like oh crawl through this like tunnel on the glass and i'm like i'm crawling but oh, he's it's like awesome yeah <laughs> and like there's some awesome moments in that game for sure and like the plot twists and the twists and turns and the, the way that your characters can die throughout your run if you make a bad choice it's it's really really yeah. cool it felt really organic as you went through but i i agree i think um it was kind of like a one of the first games to really do that kind of like branching narrative and it did a really good job of it but we sort of seen it done better since mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some of these games like they're they were kind of revolutionary similarly but they haven't really been done in in the same way or like they they still stand out a little bit more unique whereas heavy rains kind of like it has been overshadowed and and like, yeah or things like until dawn have come out right and until dawn is you know i would say equivalent in i mean it's better quality it's a lot newer but 
equivalent quality in terms of like the story and the way the narrative branches and they've they've learned a lot from that from heavy rain as a first try i think yeah. whereas if you want to go back to portal again like portal i feel is still arguably the best of those type of first person puzzle games um so it kind of yeah. holds up a lot better i agree so i think i think heavy rain goes in this category okay. i still think pokemon i mentioned it we kind of yeah. got side by portal but i think pokemon goes in here in terms I, of like i agree with you, you know, I, I, think... I, I like pokemon more as a franchise than i do any one particular game i agree it's the same argument as we had for uh phoenix right and hard gold mm -hmm. to me is like the, the only reason I, I i maybe had it wanted it to be in this kind of range is because hard gold is so special in terms of like not only is it a remake of a game that we played literally as kids so we do have the nostalgia for the original gold and silver but it's it's a remake it's a bit newer even though it's still i mean i guess it's an old game now in the ds but but just the way that the the world has the two maps and you beat the elite four and you get to go across back to the Kanto map from from the first game and and they just got everything right you know like the you're it's one of the games where your partner pokemon follows you around and for some reason that's a big deal that pokemon fans care about like i care about it for some reason even though it really doesn't change anything but just like the scope of the game having the, the two maps and it, and it's still um you know it's not one of those games as well where it's over and cumbered by like having 700 different pokemon and kind of like that choice paralysis like you have your familiar favorites from gen one you got the cool gen two additions um the legendaries are awesome you know like they're, they're i think it really is the height of the pokemon series but like you said at the end of the day it is just one representative representative of pokemon so i agree mm -hmm. that it i think I'm, I'm comfortable putting it here i will i will give you pokemon in this category but i will just let you know that mm -hmm. if it were up to me, Pokemon would be at the very bottom of this okay, list. That's and fair, it would that's make fair. it here more as like, I, I feel obligated because of how much Pokemon was in influential yeah. series to me. That's fine. But in terms of like, actually this game, how does it hold up on its own? It would be at the bottom. That's fine. That's so fine. I'm just saying it can go here, but um, you know, maybe maybe this helps Banner Saga just speak up <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it does. Okay. So, so we have Pokemon Heavy Rain uh, 14 and 15. Mm -hmm. um so after that this is i'm really feeling the stress here now kate i oh, god i know it's so pick. hard i i really don't my preference here would easily be banner saga but because that means so much to you i think we're gonna have to pick between undertale and portal here i think i would put my last three i would put in here would be portal undertale and paper mario I think I can actually agree with that. Okay. Exactly. Oh, good. I was, oh, you paused and I got Por so nervous. Portal, Portal, Undertale, and Paper Mario, right? Yeah. Yeah. Portal, Undertale, and Paper See, Mario. I think I'm okay with that. I think we're kind of unified on these three. Like, even though Portal and Undertale were only on your list, they're, they're, I love both those games also. So mm -hmm. it's not like I'm making a sacrifice, I guess. Like, and this and even, is like, you Pokemon, know, middle of the pack is yeah, still it's, amazing, it's a, right? It's a great, so. great position. Yeah, we're really getting, like, the games that make it above these are really, like, the cream of the crop, you know? like. Well, what's, least... what's funny is, like, putting this in, it feels like, oh, man, I only got, like, Undertale to, like, this spot. Like, oh, it feels rough. But it's like, mm -hmm. holy shit, like, that's, like, an incredible position. Like, it's one of those things, like, even 25 is amazing. And it's, like, to keep that context in mind of, like, how yeah. much of an accolade it is to even just put something in 25 at the first place so I'm, i agree I completely i think portal i'm gonna put at the kind of the top end of this section we'll, sure. we'll reorder them later but i think portal is kind of maybe yeah, our mutual portal. love out of these um then mm, i'll put maybe I i'll put so. paper mario in the middle and undertale below that i don't know there's a special sure. spot for paper then, mario in my heart and i'm sure yeah. in your heart also despite i agree i just 
Yeah. I love Paper Mario and I, I think like there's still some stuff, but I, I went back and played them maybe like five or six years ago or maybe not quite that long, maybe four or five years ago. And while I really like them, I was like, oh, you know, the pacing's kind of slow and like mm-hmm. the dialogue is still funny, but it's not quite as funny as I remember it being yeah and like i I still love it and it's always gonna have a special place in my heart but i feel like it's like i don't think i'll ever play it again or maybe i'm gonna play it when i'm like 50 and really like wanting some nostalgia (laughs) yeah and like you know like everything holds up the battle system is still great like it's it's still a nice good time but it's like uh it's you know like it just I know what you it, mean. It's it, an N64 it's game, It's a little right? bit more of, of like day. a shallow experience than yeah. some of the others. Like, it's it's amazing at what it sets out to do, but it's like, you know, it doesn't have a complex story that really, like, made me emotional and whatnot. Like, it's it's great at what it does, but it's like, it, it has, like, five amazing elements where, like, some of the other games have seven amazing elements and, like, seven's a bigger number than five. So <laughs> <laughs> that I makes agree. it better. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I think the where Paper Mario earns a lot of its brownie points these days because, obviously, yeah, mechanically and story-wise and everything, it's been, I guess, surpassed by a lot of other games. But I think that it just has this unique, charming world that really... Mm-hmm. is its own thing the, you know it, the paper craft is fantastic like i i wanted to and i don't think the newest paper mario origami king is a bad game i think it's actually like kind of a neat game and almost more of like a puzzle mm-hmm. solving is, game yeah, than totally. like an rpg and i i think it i think it genuinely is is fine i don't dislike it um i mean it, it's it's not good if you were hoping for the quintessential of like old school paper mario experience it's different um, but I think like the art in that game is so nice. It's gorgeous. Like I love how creative they get with how you can like fold up the the paper and, yeah, and the environments. Yeah. Like it's so neat. It's such a creative thing. It's a. Uh, I, I think it really influenced uh, Tearaway on on PlayStation later on. Like it has a very similar paper kind of aesthetic, and you kind of fold paper into different shapes. And it's. Uh, I was recently just checking a bit of that out when I was kind of fooling around on my with my ps plus and just downloading a few random things and it going back to tearaway or playing tearaway made me kind of have the paper mario feeling in a lot of ways so i uh, yeah it's cool and it's cool to see like kind of that style recreated in a modern game even though tearaway is a lot different in terms of like what you're doing but Mm -hmm. it was just i guess paper mario like is the origin of that kind of 2d store style nintendo as well kind of like went in a lot of weird like craft directions like with yoshi's woolly wool and like kirby yarn and whatnot and it's like they're like okay we did paper like what are their like (laughs) and like there's something weird and charming about it so agreed agreed so um hmm. we have a couple different ways we could take care of this now we've got the top 10 left to kind of put in an order we've put those games at the top which are the top five that we think will probably make the top and judging by what it looks like i noticed that there is two red games at the top (laughs) and three blue games which means those are three we both picked and none of my individual picks are in the top five technically i didn't put persona 5 royal you didn't put royal on your list oh my mistake okay regular five um oh well i mean same thing though come on (laughs) there's no way you wouldn't have royal on your list after playing it if you play both um but technically that's blue and like for all intents and purposes right yes yes so so what are we gonna do about getting um one of my games up at the top i would um concede that maybe last of us can go up there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay um and maybe either bump down I'm not sure what we'll bump down, oh, but yeah, I, okay. I think last was there. Last was is something that I would have put on my list. Yeah. I just haven't finished it yeah, yet. Yeah. You know, um, why, why don't like we? Because hmm. it's a story, like I need to see how it ends, and like 
maybe let's make a list of just of these top 10 games that are left and yeah just kind of maybe go through those so yeah we'll we'll saw those in because like those are the default 10 left but let's go um I think we should we should do our 16 to 20. Finalize the like, 16 to 20. Okay. Finalize that. Let's do that. Six, so 16 to 20 right now, we have Mass Effect 2 at 16, Dark Souls at 17, 18 is Spider-Man Miles Morales, 19 Phoenix Wright, and 20 is Smash Bros. Ultimate. I'm prepared to bold Smash Bros. Ultimate right now at 20. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I, I think, think that's fair. That. I would even bold um, Phoenix Wright too if, if you're... Yeah, I agree with that. I think. No, I, I like... I, I personally think the sandwich is a good way to do these games i know you want dark souls at 16 probably um, i mean i want dark souls at five so i'll take 17 that would be my compromise. That's true. that's true well yeah it's a compromise but on, on your personal list you i mean my yeah. games are all at the bottom yours are all at the top obviously not realistic like, i mean i, so I think far, that we have, we have actually made it even in every category mm-hmm. so far it has been we've done a really good job on this and it doesn't have so. to be completely balanced obviously Mm-hmm. Um, if you really want Dark Souls at 16, I'll move Mass Effect down. Um, if only because, uh, I, I mean, first of all, I got, like, I haven't played Mass Effect 2 all the way through since my first <gasps> playthrough. And, and that's, the, I think that's the difference here is that you go back to Dark Souls multiple times and I, they're different games yeah. though, right? Because Mass Effect 2 is like a multiple, like tens of hours of RPG, whereas Dark Souls mm-hmm. is like much shorter and I'm sure like you're good enough where you can get through it pretty quick. And that Mass Effect's different in that way. but what Mass Effect does in terms of its like the branching story and the mixture of uh you know third person shooting combat mixed with the tactical like freeze time and give your teammates commands um similar to like a Dragon Age obviously same studio and um I don't know why you feel about Dragon Age but like you know same same kind of mechanics there and Mass Effect 2 is like unbelievably strong story-wise like the lore they build in that world and all the different races coming together and having their different places in the universe and like this this overarching council that's like trying to run the citadel and all the different races and they're they're different you know not protected properly in terms of these reapers coming to kill us but why why is the citadel getting all this protection and and just all these different sub stories and like you want to talk about reading all the lore in dark souls and knowing the story like mass effect 2 you'd have to spend a year to read all the lore in there and if you really <laughs> wanted to to get into it so i'm i'm willing yeah. to concede it to dark souls just because i know your passion for the series but i think i just want to say like mass effect 2 really is an incredible incredible game and i really hope that with with uh the the remastered trilogy coming out later this year that that uh people get to experience it right because it is an older game now and and I think with a fresh coat of paint and like uh, getting rebrought into the public consciousness as not being associated with like Mass Effect Andromeda and going back to like the, the the games that actually made the series something and made it one of the biggest franchises at the time it, it came out is is really going to be cool to see it kind of make that resurgence. I hope it I hope it does anyway because it's it's really special and I I I'm really excited to go back and play it and I think that after I play the remaster that I might actually be putting Mass Effect 2 a lot higher up my personal list. Okay, and I think I respect that a lot. I'm like, I kind of, you know, give a mass effect a bit of, of flack here, but I genuinely think it's it's a great series. Like, the amount of writing and the effort that went into to world building, I think, is is really admirable. Uh, and I, I do think it is a really worthwhile series. I just, I don't like the gunplay. I just, I don't have fun playing it. Like, when I played the first Mass Effect, the yeah. part I enjoyed most was reading the, co- the, the codex. We'll say to you, though, Kate, is... Mass Effect 1 is not a good indicator of 2 and 3 because yeah. they really revamped the control scheme and like the controls especially on the Mako and like oh the way God, the, the Mako <laughs> <laughs> but like the way the the 
the combat felt and, and everything was really, really improved for, mm-hmm. for two and three. So, so it's right. not a good litmus test to use one as like a small experience of one to judge the other two, but I know what right. you're saying. And I do agree. Like that's, that's fair. The problem is, is you, you can't skip one because the story is so important to have yeah, it carry yeah. over. You just, you can't not play one, but then that was, I just, it was just a slog. I couldn't get through to make it to two, which I've, I've heard is the best one. So. Totally. Yeah, no, it, totally. And I'm, I'm happy with the placement here. So we have 16 dark souls, 17 mass effect Two, 18 Spider-Man, uh, 19 Phoenix, Wright, And 20 smash bros. Ultimate. Which leaves oh. us now with the same predicament we were stuck with before, which is uh, we have just 10 <laughs> games left, and I don't think either of us wants any of these games not to be really, uh, really kind of top up. five material. So this is the challenge we're going to have now. Um, um, why don't we both, if there's one on our list, let's say if there, there's either of these, because obviously like some of them we have both, and I think any of these games like could be in our top couple picks, but... Are there any of these games that like you you would feel comfortable conceding and saying like you know it is one of my top picks but it's the, the lower end of my top picks? Well, I mean the fact of the matter is there's going to have to be some games we're comfortable conceding because of the numbers, but yes, I mean, but is there like it, can yeah. we both volunteer one perhaps? I think that's a good strategy. I would personally actually like to volunteer. Hmm. I'm just looking <laughs> at the list, right? Because there's, there's. I would like three... to volunteer. Maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> the way that I see it is, is this way, Kate. So, in the top five, like I said, just counting the numbers here, and this is the argument I'm going to have to rely on now because we are running out of mm-hmm. of ways to justify these great games over the other ones because they're all amazing. And my only, my strongest argument right now is that I have no games that are only mine in the top five, and I, and I do agree that that um, I probably like. I've played more Tsushima than you, even though you love it. God of War 2018, mm-hmm. we both love, but I'm probably a bit hotter on that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and same with and same with Persona 5. So even though they're shared mm-hmm. games, they are more they're leaning games, mine they're than yours. on your list, right? Like Persona Agreed. 5 and God of War are your top one and two games. Whereas yeah. for me, they're five and 14. I agree. I agree. So, so like, sure, they're shared yeah. games and I want them, but I feel like I'm conceding a little bit more having put them. And even right. Ghost of Tsushima was you know, wasn't one of my exact top picks. So sure, I've got two two ones here that were, were me exclusive a little bit, but I feel like, you know, that that kind of is calm. It's, it's weighed down a little bit by the fact that like, you know, you're literally, your top two games are also here. This is, this is true, but I have another counterpoint, which is that <laughs> the three of my games that are in the top five were in your top 25 games of all time. Right. The two games that you have up there, Sekiro would be, as much as I know it's a good game, like I said before, like it's nowhere near something that I enjoy playing. Like it wouldn't even, I would put Solitaire on this list before Sekiro for myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's outrageous. I wouldn't, do that. I wouldn't do that. Coming through. I wouldn't do that, but I would put like any game on my list miles ahead of this. And, and Divinity uh, <laughs> is something that like I could see myself really liking. I actually have an interest mm-hmm. to play it. Like I said on a previous episode, like I do plan to play it this year just to check it out. Right. You have me interested. But that game also is not on my list. So while three of mine are shared, at least your two are right. like they're not even on my radar. So I think that's a good argument for me also. I, and I, um, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I think that makes sense. I'm just saying that I yeah, think yeah. I get a yeah. little bit. If your top two games are up here, then I, agree. I feel I like agree. I get a little bit of compensation. For I agree. That. Um, I, I would like to propose, though, just to mm-hmm. get the ball rolling here on the six to ten kind of slot. Yeah. Um, I think because you have the strength of two games that I care very little about at this time in the top five, mm-hmm. I think that I should get to pick 
which of these remaining five games goes at six and which of them goes at 10. Okay, the, say I say I consider accepting that. What would those <laughs> games be? So, so I'll propose right now that The Last of Us is number six. Okay, I'm and perfectly be content with, with that. that because I think The Last of Us is phenomenal. I'm really enjoying it, but at this point I've turned on a single generator and I was <laughs> promised many generators so well, yeah, I've maybe gotta, you should play a bit I more. I wait and see the, if the game delivers on on that promise. Fair, um, fair, fair. But but so okay. far, yeah, I I really do like it. Okay, so Last um, of Us, I would do that, and I I'm going to have to say that I need you to pick. Um, so here's where I'm at right now, right? So number ten, mm-hmm. number ten, I like if I was ranking six to ten out of these five games, The Last of Us, Banner Saga Two, Telltale's Walking Dead, Hades, and Bloodborne. My six mm-hmm. to ten would be The Last of Us, Telltale's Walking Dead, Bloodborne, Hades, Banner Saga. So I need. I know you're probably going to want Banner Saga a lot okay. higher than that. I, I will. I'll agree to that. But I think we have to swap Bloodborne and Walking Dead. The Last of Us, Bloodborne. Last of Us, Bloodborne, Walking Dead, Hades, Banner Saga. Hmm. So it's what you proposed, just Bloodborne yeah, instead yeah, of going. Yeah. Walking Dead, Bloodborne. It's See just, now, a little flipper. flipper if room. you might remember, <laughs> if you might remember, I did not really fight very much for the likes of Pokemon and Apex Legends. Apex Legends specifically, mm-hmm. maybe uh, Mass Effect. I mean, Mass Effect is a top ten game for me. Um, Apex Legends is probably at least five, six spots higher. Um, though Telltale is the Walking Dead is the one I'm gonna have to defend a bit here. Um, I still think that you have a really strong shout. You have Sekiro basically locked into the top five, <laughs> yeah, probably but it's higher not than five. Make it. <laughs> higher than five. You have Bloodborne. Not only okay. do you have two Souls games in the you top ten. You have Bloodborne too. <laughs> I know, I know, but like it's still more your pick. If you want to say Persona yeah. those and God of War is more mine, then Bloodborne is more of yours. And I also like you also have Hollow Knight lower down. I don't know exactly, yeah, but I, I, I really. The Telltale the Walking Dead, Kate. Let me let me break it down for you here. We've not talked. You know what? About it, you know yet. what the problem with Telltale the Walking Dead is, and why it's hard for me to rank on this mm-hmm. list. And I was sort of hoping that you just slotted in somewhere for yeah. me. Yeah. Is that I have never played it, mm-hmm. and I've intentionally known as little as possible about it because I know that it's like the kind of game that you have to go into blind and like make tough decisions, and so. It, I, I, I can't possibly rank it because I've mm-hmm, intentionally mm-hmm. don't have any information on it aside from like, I hear the story's phenomenal. Yeah, so, yeah. it is. I, I like to, it's, it's one of those games, right? The, it's dated now. It's, it's, uh, you know, one of, I think it might've been Telltale's first game actually. No, that's not right. They did Monkey Island and stuff, but it was their first like their first, modern like, big, kind of game. It's what kind of like got them on the map is like mm-hmm, Telltale mm-hmm. was a studio to look at. They did. And, and this game, like it's one of the first games I played when I got Steam it is one of the first choose your own adventure style type of things we were talking about uh heavy rain before and as much as i love heavy rain telltale's the walking dead is my favorite one of these that i've ever played mm-hmm. and uh the the choices and the emotional impact and for some reason like a lot of those other games they they have a compelling story but you don't really grow attached to the characters like in heavy rain i wasn't attached to ethan i wasn't at, or whatever his name is i wasn't <laughs> were attached you, to were you at least attached to jason yeah see jason <laughs> yeah well that's the thing i like that scene but you know what i mean like there's not like a character you root behind and yeah. in the last of us you really or not the last of us damn in telltale's the walking dead you you really grow an emotional attachment to a lot of these characters in a way that these other games don't do it 
And for that reason, you actually have an emotional stake in a lot of the choices in a way that you just don't in a lot of these other games. And mm -hmm. although it's dated control wise and like, you know, the quick time events aren't probably great anymore and, and, and everything, but the, the story and the, the characters that are developed and like Clementine is one of my favorite characters in games period. Um, and I don't even like the walking dead. Like the show is, I, I don't really like the TV show. I don't, I've never read the comics. I'm not a walking dead fan, but, but mm -hmm. despite the subject matter, the game was thing. so quality. Like the story is so quality. The choices seem to have this, just, just the, this extra emotional impact and the way that it ends, I will not spoil to you, but like the ending of the, the first season of the walking dead is maybe one of my favorite endings in any video game. And, and I really, <laughs> really, really, really needed high on this list. I, um, I respect that. And, and you know what's funny is I am so inspired by what you said, but your exact argument for that is how I feel about Banner Saga because I am so invested in what happened to these characters. And like, you know, there's like the turn-based combat that I think is actually like probably one of my favorite turn-based combat systems in the Banner mm -hmm. Saga. But the by far the most compelling part of the game for me is like you are, are kind of like role-playing as some of these characters and um, what's interesting is based on the choices you pick, you actually kind of like follow different main characters. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I, I went with with Rook, who is yes. someone that I started out with the first game and I made it through the whole series with Rook. Like, you know, trying to avoid spoilers, like you don't have to follow Rook. Like Rook can die. You could have you could follow someone else. You could pick someone else like there's there's a lot of player agency. But like I grew really attached to this one character and he, he was so interesting because he wasn't like a leader. He's not a king. He's not an exceptionally important person. He was just kind of like the guy that that sort of took charge when when someone needed to step up and, and people looked up to him. And he kind of became this hero, but he struggles the entire time with, you know, why exactly it's it's his responsibility. And over the course of the game, like characters close to him will will die potentially and like the weight of everything that you did in the first game is is on his shoulders and that's why specifically I picked two as well because number one ends with like a really um big climactic scene and mm -hmm. number two like he he really becomes like kind of a different person like he's got this responsibility to, to lead everyone but at the same time he's struggling so much internally and like every decision you get to it's like you know, you come across a fork in the road and, and you have these four options. How do you, do, what do you do? And the four options are never things that like, you know, this is clearly the good choice. This is the evil choice. This is the risky choice, but like, maybe you'll get something. It was four choices that like, I totally understand why you'd pick all four of them. And like, I don't know which one's going to be the best one, but I would pick based off of like, partially what I yeah, thought yeah. might be the best choice and then partially also like what I thought Rook as a character would do and I think it's really interesting that like the game had me look at it in that way not just like as a player optimally what I think is best but also like I understand Rook so well as a character what do I think he would do in this situation and like I I just think that mm. that is such a special thing that a game is able to make you like empathize and relate to a character so much yeah. and that's exactly how you feel walking dead i feel about banner saga yeah, but then yeah, it's also got yeah. like you know I, I really like the combat i really like the art like there's a few other things that that added to it yeah um, yeah and, and that's interesting because the banner saga like i went with rook also and i've i've actually played some 
quite a lot of. I played the first one and played the first one, right? I played some of two, and then I my save file got kind of corrupt, and it was one of those unfortunate situations Mm -hmm. where I just didn't really feel like going back because it's it's like I know what's going to happen now, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Like Banner Saga, I I have nothing really to say about. Like personally, like I said, the art style is not really for me, but that's such a minor gripe, and and it is an amazing Mm -hmm. game, and I love the way that you might think you're making an optimal choice and really it ends up being like the worst thing you could have picked, but you have no way to know. And it, it just seems so organic in that way. And it does definitely has that, that extra scope in terms of having a battle system that telltale doesn't really have. Um, mm-hmm. And I would argue in some ways that's actually like, I wouldn't want there to be combat or any other kind of gameplay in the walking dead, because I think it, it's just the story is so strong and you spend so much time in conversation with the characters that I don't really want to be taken away from that in in telltale so yeah but i can see the banner saga built around having it right it's a different setup Uh, type of game right like you wouldn't want to put like you know we love puzzles but you wouldn't you wouldn't want to put a puzzle in like hades just stop and like exactly you know like figure out this like maze like it's just kind of it would be silly exactly this conversation has really impassioned me that i think we should actually have (laughs) these two games um i think they need to be ranked back to back uh, okay. just based on our, our mutual passion for our individual one and the similarity in terms of like what the games are um, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. I th- I think that we should do The Last of Us for sure is still locked in number six. I think that's a reasonable, reasonable pick. Okay. Um, maybe not locked in for sure, but like I think I think right now, because of all the reasons we said before, it's a good pick for six. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about Banner Saga Telltale at seven, eight and then Bloodborne and Hades as our more of our mutual nine games and ten. nine and ten okay sure sure i can get on board with that okay so there's a couple ways we could do it then and i'm more i'm free on this which if you want banner saga at seven i'm happy to do that but then that then i want bloodborne at 10 and hades at nine or we could reverse it <laughs> um i think i i'm okay with having banner saga at eight Okay. Um, but I, I want that I want that slight push for my for my top five. <laughs> I I don't worry. Let's just just slot it in okay, okay. as it is now. Um okay. Last of Us, Telltale, sure. Banner, yeah. um, and then Bloodborne and Hades. I, I'm pretty fine on whatever order Bloodborne and Hades go in. Okay. Um, so yeah. And then yeah. I'll I'll have a thing for five, but I you know, we'll I'll I'll tell you it when the time is right. <laughs> sure. I, I think what we should do next now is we should probably go back and just finalize 11 to 15 because those yeah, games are that's... not going to be changing too much. And, and I'm going to be honest, looking at 11 and 15, I'm happy with how it is right now. Portal, Paper Mario, Undertale, Pokemon, Heavy Rain. I think that's, I'm actually comfortable if it just stays like that. Yeah. I, you know, I think I am as well. I think that's exactly okay. probably how I would personally rank okay. those. I mean, I would probably move Undertale to the bottom. But I mean semantics, right? I love Undertale. I'm ha- more than happy for it to be okay. uh, thirteen okay. there. So I think we'll we'll Perfect. lock those ones in. Yeah. Okay. So basically, everything's locked in except for our top five. Um, top and ten, I'm gonna suggest ten. an order to you, and you can tell me how you feel about it. I okay. think our top five, and this is with me being a very wonderful, gracious, humble person. Okay. Um, I think from five up until one, based on how I think we are collective about these games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sekiro will be five. Okay. Despite it being my number one game, I'm comfortable with it being five because I know it's not your yeah. cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. So five yeah. for Sekiro. Four is Ghost of Tsushima. Three is God of War. Two is Divinity. And number one can stick with your number one pick of 
Persona 5 Royal. Jeez. So you so you want to do um Persona will, Divinity. Yeah. Persona Divinity God, God of War Tsushima Sekiro. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the biggest compromise for our divided lists is that like we mm. have the top game is, is something that's high up for both of us. Two is, you know, like number one is your number one pick, number two is my number two pick. And then we've got the two games that yeah. we're both quite quite heavy on. And then okay. Sekiro okay. goes to five because it, it to to balance out that it's not really I am shocked you're not trying to get uh, Divinity to one. What, what's there? You know what? Is it because I, you you care for, for Persona that much as well? I I would 100% put Divinity at at one. Um, but I just think that that and, and maybe once you play Divinity, I think I I could bump True, it like, there. There is that wrinkle. Um, right? You know, I I've spoken about Divinity a lot on the show. Like I just I can't believe how cohesive the game is. Like it's so smart, every single aspect of it, gameplay, story world characters like everything about it could carry the game on its own and instead it's just like a cohesive system that all works with each other i think like the multiplayer aspect of it really adds a lot mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. you know like it's it just got so much personality so much flavor uh but you haven't really played it yet so i don't think it's fair to put it at number one for our list right. because it's not you know, it's not an us game. It's it's a me game, and and hopefully you in the future. And I think well, Persona Five Royal is Persona Five Royal is kind of funny for me because I haven't actually played it. I beat Persona Five, um, right? But I haven't played Royal. But I I'm assuming it's, thing, it's, like, that it's it more like a director's like, cut, though, right? Like if if you like Persona Five, there's I I can't imagine a situation where someone who's a big Persona Five fan plays the Royal and thinks it's worse. Like there's yeah, there's just nothing worse about it. Exactly, like. I, I'm happy with it. What's funny is um, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a big JRPG fan. Mm -hmm. Like there's aspects of JRPGs I like, but oh, there's usually something that puts me off. Like there's an aspect, like it's the grinding. It's the like yeah, yeah. really like cheesy story. It's the, like, you know, the combat system is, yeah. is, is not for me or, or there's something like even the like some of the character sexualization design. of the, the yeah, exactly. There's so many things that actually. put me off. So like, it's kind of funny to have like, you know a genre i don't really play too too much of it at the yeah. top and i i think i don't think persona 5 is perfect i think there were some i had some issues with it and i think maybe that's something that royal maybe some of those things are addressed in royal maybe some of them are not but mm -hmm. i there's so many other things i love about it it's so flashy i like the system a lot i really liked a lot of the characters uh the environments were really neat like the music oh my god the music like, I is just, one of the greatest soundtracks and yeah yeah I, I really got pulled into it and i i think that because you like it so much mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. i think it, it goes there and and divinity can can be i can be comfortable with that being it too yeah and then god and Osushima, i think are both kind of like just really solid solid picks for us mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i was actually it's fun it's funny that you you proposed this because i was i was ready to start arguing for god of war at number one because i figured it was our maybe our greatest unified front um but i mm -hmm. I, I maybe i underestimate how much you like persona also like there's there's no doubt that that it's something that you really liked when you played it mm -hmm. well um, I, I put persona higher on my list than i did yeah, god of yeah. war well, i guess so i guess so i actually think that I am happy to just accept what you proposed. I, I really don't see another way to do it. Like persona for me, like I, I wasn't necessarily expecting it to be at number one just because 
I mean, we both have strong opinions about a lot of these games, but I'm, if you're, I mean, your proposal is to put my favorite game ever at number one. I'm not going to argue with you on that. And Divinity, like as much as it wouldn't be obviously, like I said, higher on my list, given these five games and given that we're making a balanced list in terms of what we both are really aligned with, I don't think that I have any place to tell you that it can't go at number two um, after especially Royal being up there. And I'm more than happy for that. And especially since I also have interest in, in Divinity. Um, mm-hmm. And then God of War, Tsushima, like, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously I want them higher than Sekiro. And, and um, <laughs> I, I, God of War, I like more than Tsushima. So I, I really don't see a problem with this. God, God of War to me is one of those ones where it's like, I think God of War is probably the best game that I've ever played in terms of really? like, in terms of its, okay, let me, let me back up. Like Persona, like you said, it has issues, right? Like I, I agree there's issues in Persona. There's, there's some horribly, you know, scantily clad ladies that make no sense why they're you know showing their butt for in their pose other than they're a girl in a tight suit right or mm-hmm. or whatever and and there's a lot of, you could argue there's a lot of pacing and like some of the the side conversations kind of get you know bog the story down and there's there, it's a long game right it's hard to keep the the consistent hype and pace throughout the whole thing but i think yeah it's it, despite its flaws like it, it's still great but god of war to me is like the, the game that doesn't i think we probably spoke about it a lot when we did the, the bracket challenge but to me god mm-hmm. of war is like it may not be like the the best at a lot of things but it it is i think it's the most polished thing i've ever probably played and and there's just no weakness to it like the the only weakness i can think of to god of war like you said before was like is like some of the rpg stuff maybe it's not super necessary i i didn't have a problem with it like just because we you know we spoke about how we played it differently like if you're doing all the side quests at once you're going to get really strong and then kind of you know bulldoze your way through the game that's that wasn't my experience i i, I think that the like just the writing alone like mimir is such an amazing character in god of war yes. you know like just his little stories on the boat and and the the character development of kratos um compared to like the mindless killing machine that he really was before is amazing to see and then and then lower down like sashima just Tsushima might be the most beautiful environment I've ever been in in a game. Like it's certain mm-hmm. certain of those environments, like those, I don't understand how they made it so vibrant. Yeah, and- it is gorgeous, and I I love the kind of like hudless sort of like immersive world that you go in, and you're guided by the wind and a, or a bird that flies by, and it's just like it's so natural of an environment. And I I generally think like the the sword play feels fantastic as well, like. Yeah, yeah. And then I, there's I also Legends. Like, yeah, and Legends is so good. Yeah, exactly. I, I put it on my list without even really considering Legends, but that's just such a nice bonus that didn't need to be there. Totally agree. Um, Yeah, you know what? Um, I think this is it. I'm I'm happy if if you are. So, um, man, it could, feels like that took a lot of effort. Good job. Right, I know. <laughs> I'm like, there's a couple things I'm like, I wish that would have been higher. But I think overall, like, this this seems It seems pretty, pretty fair, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. And pretty fair. You want to uh, give the recap? Yeah, so we'll go from 25 um, up to our number one. So in our 25 spot, we put Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Um, and I think we'll, we'll just give that the give that. Well, you know, it'd be fun to give these all like an accolade for something. So Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, like best class system. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that uh, out maybe another time. Yeah, this, we got Slay the Spire at 24, which is the most addictive game on the list um papers please which is the most creative game i think i'd i'd say maybe the most fun to say the title of 
<laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the po- the politest game on our list <laughs> as well. Um, 22 is Apex Legends. And we'll say that's our best uh, best friend multiplayer game. Um, we've got number one or no, 21 Hollow Knight for the cutest bugs. Agreed. Uh, 20 is Smash Bros. Ultimate for the best long running franchise. Um, 19 is Phoenix Wright Trials and Tribulations for the best courtroom breakdown scenes of all time. <laughs> uh, and the most delicious looking coffee. Yes. Um, number 18 for Spider-Man Miles Morales because, wow, this game really makes you feel like Spider-Man. It makes you feel like Miles <laughs> Morales, actually. Yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, number 17 is Mass Effect 2 for best improvement to the Mako driving design. Yes. Um, number 16 is Dark Souls. Um, that, you know, it gets the, the Get Good Award. Uh, number 15 is Heavy Rain for its most interesting control scheme. Oh, I thought you were going to give it the Jason Award. <laughs> the Jason, yes. Uh, number 14 is Pokemon Heart Gold, uh, and that's going to be for the the best your Pokemon actually follow you around this time award. Uh, that, that's probably the weakest award so far, but I'll accept it. <laughs> um, number 13 is Undertale for the most delicious spaghetti award. <laughs> uh, and you get to date and you get to date a skeleton uh number 12 for paper mario um that'll be the best best badge award <laughs> nice best partner sushi's there we like sushi sushi what a what a character <laughs> uh number 11 for portal i would say that's the best puzzle solving no the award is a lie the award is a lie i love it that's so good um number and now finally we're in the top 10 territory now um bloodborne for the uh for because all good hunters must hunt uh, <laughs> nine is gonna be hades for um i don't know what, what hades gets i, I don't know best? either i don't know the, the, the synergy is the synergy but... award it's for the yeah. greatest amount of synergies with abilities that's right. Synergy Award. Um, number eight is Telltale's The Walking Dead. I'm going to let you award this one. Ooh, uh, who, 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 who. This is the award for the Difficult Decision Award. Okay. I'll leave it at that. Difficult Decision Award. Um, number seven, we've got the Banner Saga, and that's going to be for the best art design clearly <laughs> <laughs> clearly yeah <laughs> clearly um number six the last of us um best generator the generator mechanics. award obviously mm-hmm. yeah yeah um top five we finally made it uh is sekiro and i'm gonna give this the best combat ever award <laughs> i love it um number four is ghost of tsushima we're gonna say this is the best world award uh, if I could live in any one of these games, it would be Ghost of oh, Tsushima. Oh, man, yeah, 100%. Um, number three, God of War it's is the, boy the best, best boy award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> best boy. You know, it's a good thing we didn't put Red Dead on here because that would have been a that would have been in contention for the boy award. But, that's true, that's true. Uh, but we, 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 side, we sidestepped that, luckily. Um, Divinity, Original Sin 2, is going to get the best... Um, 
best couples game. I think you play this with, with mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a significant other and, and it's just like the highlight of your relationship. So uh, I saw that in. And then finally at number one, we have Persona 5 Royal, the most stylish game of all time. <laughs> nice. The the You'll Never See It Coming Award. That's what we call it. <laughs> you'll never see. You didn't. You put it at number one and you still didn't see it coming. I, I honestly didn't. I'm, I'm surprised and I'm happy. And I, I you know what? This is a strong list. And I, I think that it would be... Uh, Hard, we'd be hard pressed to make a better one, I think. You know, given given the criteria and and the stuff we played, and and uh, you know, it was, it was pretty friendly. I feel like we could have we could have been a little bit more. Uh, we should have been a little harsher. Picks, so. Yeah. So yeah, you know what? I think you did good. Like I, I honestly, Dark Souls at sixteen. Like I was I was coming into this and and saying like, man, one of those games is gonna be bottom five, and I'm gonna fight for that. You know, like I was really <laughs> adamant. And uh, it's just not the way it turned out. And I, you know what? I'm I'm happy with that though, because really, where would I put it? You know, where, what would yeah, I change? It, it's really hard. As hard as it was to quantify games that, you know, you, you love yourself. It's hard to quantify games that it's like, well, I understand and respect why you love that, but it's not my pick. So like, I, this yeah, was, this was yeah. a lot more civil than I am foresaw. <laughs> and, and I think with, with 16 being my Dark Souls, you know, it's not where I want it, but I, I'm comfortable at least conceding that if, uh, right, right. you know, a few other picks go up a little higher. So exactly. Hey, well, this has been a lot of fun. And if anyone else wants to submit their top 25 list of uh, best games of all time to us, uh, you can send that email again to circlesandsquarespod at gmail.com. Usually this is where we would answer a listener mail question, but you know what? This has been a really long episode and we knew it was going to be long. So we did not prepare listener mail this week, Uh, but have no fear. We'll answer some more next uh, episode on uh, episode 26 in a couple weeks. I think that's March 22nd. It'll be coming out. So look forward to seeing more then. Um, In the meantime, if you to go over to our YouTube channel. You can find the link at our Twitter at CNS Pod. Uh, we have a link tree there. Go to subscribe to our YouTube, okay? We're looking to get, uh, we're on the grind to 100 subscribers to get that uh, custom URL. Please help us out with that. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening. It's been 25 great episodes plus a few bonus, uh, bonus shows, and we are looking forward to the next 25. So uh, until then, we'll see you next time. The intro and outro music for Circles and Squares was produced by friend of the show, Matthew Chan. Interlude music is from Scott Grattan of the Free Music Archive. Our channel art was created by at Unreasonable on Twitter, and our brother Alex is the designer of the Circles and Squares logo. Thank you all for listening and supporting the show.